probably never spend. I just bought my BM a Benz. Now that's another Benz. I just cut off so ninety-seven I told y'all we had a special guest, and guess what? It's going down real, real exclusive. This one right here is special. I'm talking about Grammy Award-winning artist developed performance expert, the one, the only, the very lovely KJ Rose. What is going on, Queen? Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here, and I know we were trying to work it out, but we have pushed <laughs> through, and we are here, and happy Memorial Day to everybody listening, um, and I appreciate you having me here. Man, I'm just over here working. I'm in L.A., um, and just, you know, grinding through and just trying to rediscover um, myself and all the things that God wants me to do during this time of stillness. Um, and just trying to just come out on the other side greater, you know? Absolutely. You know, um, it's just amazing. Um, you know, he tried to throw a, throw a wrench in, 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 in this little special moment right here, but you know God always <laughs> going to pull it through, you know what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'm, this, I'm very excited because this one, you know, it's, it's really, really special, and I'm glad that I was introduced Um you know, to everything that you're doing because you're doing a lot of magical things out here um, with 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 touching so many different people and on so many different levels and um, allowing people to explore things on the inner, on you know, within their inner self that they possibly uh-huh. wouldn't have been able to activate that, you know, sometimes we, we, we have these gifts, you know, and, and just don't Amen. know how to activate them. And, um, you know, and someone like yourself, um, it's just a blessing, um, you know, with the the purpose and and, and what you're doing out here for people is just amazing. So I just want to thank you um, for me and my team for this amazing opportunity. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. I'm like, I'm grateful that, um, you know, that you would see the work that I that I do and, and acknowledge it because. You know, what we do is not always on the forefront. We're like in the background. We're like the engines. Right. And so um, it's just, it's gratifying to see your artists start to soar and access um, all of their their gifts, their force, um, and to, to start communicating it in a way that um, really states that they own and occupy all of their space every time they get on stage. Right. And then the next level of gratification is to have other people acknowledge it, you know, because I, I started out as an artist, um, a vocal artist, because I, I deem that we're all artists. You know, you're artists at the turntables, an artist on radio. Um, and so wherever you occupy your space, that is your stage. Right. Um, and so I started out as a vocal artist doing background for... Uh, people like Biggie and Heavy, um, AZ, Dead Prez, Common, Mace. Um, and then I went on to Diddy and Carl Thomas and Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson. Um, so that was my training ground. So right. I didn't know that God had been preparing me with these tools the entire time, right? And right, right. I thought the, the conclusion of this journey would be that I would, you know, soar as a, as a singer, Right. And that would be the end of it. Right. Um, but God said, the singing part is so that I can get you to the coaching part. Mm. Because the singing part is really about you, but the coaching part is about me. And so I knew then um, just that the pivot was necessary to make. Um, and I think that's why artists trust me, because I speak their language, you know. Right. I know that I'm not coming in puffed up. You know, because whatever you did yesterday with whatever artist doesn't matter with that artist, you know. So whether I'm with Lil Nas X or the Lumineers or Polo G or Cap G or Ruby Rose or Lil Mosey, like, they don't care who else I work with, you know what I'm saying? They want to, it's about them in that time. And so I always tell people you can't rest on your past laurels, you know. You got to make sure that the work you do benefits them. And and sometimes you can walk in with an entire curriculum of how you think it's going to go, an entire plan. And you get there and you realize whatever call they got before they came in with you, whatever thoughts they had before they, they came in with you, these are real. 
Right. You know, and so you're dealing with people's very human experiences. So this idea of a coach that you're walking into and, and pretty much exposing yourself to, who is looking forward to being able to help you connect with your vulnerabilities, you know, that's an, an, an intent that um, must be there and a commitment that you have to make for yourself in order to be able to share that with a stranger. Right. You know, so... I treat everybody like a special case. Everybody's my special case, you know? <laughs> right, right. So, you know, um, I, I so just, I love it. I just think that, um, I just think that what you do, you know, is, it's just, it's just amazing. And like you said, it is um, something that's not out in the forefront. It's, it's kind, it kind of mm-hmm. is in the back because like you said, you know, it is about, it is about the client, um, you know, I guess more so than you being more out in the front, like, hey, look, you know, I, you know, did this or whatever. So I guess understanding the role and 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 um, the job responsibility that you do um, is 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 very very important as well. And that's mm-hmm. why I felt the need to um, to highlight it. I wanted to highlight it because oh, I, I think that. What you do is is it, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of patience, and it takes a lot of understanding the artist because, like you said, the art it, it can be difficult dealing with egos and and, and different things like that, and, and to be able to come in to be able to um, calm that ego and and and, and channel that energy um, into mm. a space that could help them excel to be the best at their craft. I, I just think yeah. that's, that's really really amazing what you do, and I just compliment you on that. Amen. Thank you. You know what? I realized that, you know, I am just a vessel. And before I go into anybody, I definitely ask God to help me fill in the spaces where they need it most. Um, And so I also believe that everyone that every client I'm assigned to, you know, like I don't count them as like numbers. It is if God is bringing them to me, then there's something about more than just how they perform but more about reconnecting with themselves because that would create a performance that is as real and authentic Mm. um, as it needs to be and so when I'm walking into artists you know my job is to shock their systems right away not in a way that scares them (laughs) which is why I have to do my homework first (laughs) but in a way you know that um, uh, they I'm allowed they allow me in and I show them a glimpse of what they're capable of. Uh, um, and then once I can show you that, then I'll meet you back where you are and then we can take the journey together. And so I always make sure that I disarm um, my artists because a lot of times they don't know what it is I do. You know, I'm always explaining that vocal coaches deal with the instrument. I deal with the behavior. Now let's take your lyrics and make them personal. Mm. I don't care if you've done them 80,000 times. Each audience should feel like you've done it for the first time. But one of the things that I I share with them is I'm not here to fix you. You know, there is nothing about my presence that says that what you do is wrong. I am merely just trying to take you higher. If you ain't been on Saturday Night Live, my job is to get you there. If you ain't been at the Super Bowl, my job is to get you there. Mm. And so, um, you know, specifically with Lil Nas, it was such a joy working um, with him in in this journey of, because I don't know if we were, if we had even looked at the Grammys. You know, when I started, it was just like, it was like nine months before, but we were looking at, show by show how can you show up for yourself on every stage and know that you cannot recycle inspiration on any of them you have to step into it be present um and my job was to build his toolkit so you know whatever toolkit you have before i got there i'll assess what that looks like you know what assets work for you what things were never assets they were more defense mechanisms right um and then we just replenish your toolkit and so no matter what stage you are on no matter what time no matter what country you have enough in your wheelhouse to pull from whether it is i'm not getting any love from the audience you got a reference point for that we got something in the box for that whether it is you know my breathing is a little bit 
a challenge. I'm outside. You know, uh, my allergies and it's, it's I'm there to help you to push through any performance victoriously because you now have uh, these tools that you can pull from. And so, you know, with someone like um, Alul Nas or just any of the artists that I've worked with, uh, besides the ones that have been vets out here, um, you know, a lot of times you have shows that didn't work out well. Right. You know, shows where people don't seem to be that interested. But if you if you have in your toolkit a little bit of a reference on how you got through it, that is not the end of the world, that you just keep pushing through, then it helps you the next time. You know, and right. and you understand that just you can't wait to access the energy of the audience. You know, you've got to bring your own. You start the conversation. You know what I'm saying? You don't wait for them to tell you how they feel because you done lost five minutes already. <laughs> so um, so that's what I enjoy about the work and just seeing them kind of come alive and, and almost reintroduce them to themselves because the stuff I'm doing, they already have. I'm only working with the um, the skills and the tools that, that they embody. Mm-hmm. But my job is to agitate them in a way that those things that have been lying dormant or that power that they didn't know existed, mm. they can reconnect you. That's now, my job. Now, that's that's amazing. You know, but I, I and, and, and I love I love hearing that, you know, but at the same time, um, it's about mm-hmm. you, you know, because it's it, you know, it, it starts um, there uh, humbling, humbly saying, you know, Mm-hmm. I'm 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 I, I I'm looking at you, you know, and and mm-hmm, I want mm-hmm. my listeners um, to know because I think that it is uh, it's it's just it's off the radar, you know, what you're doing mm-hmm. and, and the people that you have uh, worked with um, mm-hmm, to and, mm-hmm. and, and be you know being blessed to see their growth and and and, and see yeah. the levels and, and and things that they have achieved. I just think that yes. it's, it's it's that itself is a blessing to be able to actually physically witness that. You know what I mean? To see, the, yeah, the, the it fruit, really is fruit being produced. You know, um, mm. with, which you know, with a little like you said, they already have the tools, but you know, still need that guidance as well. And you provide yeah. that. And I want to stay Amen. there um, with what you okay. do because I think that you are a blessing to the world as well and um i want my listeners to know um you know uh, about the things uh how you got uh to the place that you're in right now and the mission and journey that you're on with helping um develop so many different talented um people with these gifts Mm. so i want to i want to take my my listeners um, there, go back a little bit okay. to to let's to journey. Let's let's go back. Yeah, I want to go to a little radio okay. commercial, and when we get back, I want to dive into that if that's okay. Okay, that All sounds right. good. It's the vibe show, 97.9. We just vibing out with the queen, KJ Rose. Y'all make sure y'all keep it locked, man. We be right back. Weezy, Foxy, plus Norman. Boy, like the Ramsey, now that's Gordon. They don't understand the back talk I'm forming. When they think they top the queen, they start falling. Word to my ass shots, I'm so cheeky. Got him trying to palm my ass like young Kiki. Yes, I'm dead to work to Jacobo. In the mix, it's the vibe show. 97.9, catch your vibe. Now I'm just extra. Ain't talking medicine, but I made a morphine. And this is I put the cookie on quarantine. He know this thing A1 like a felony. All he got What's up, everybody? It's like ABO, and you're listening to my man Kano the Don on Vibe 97.9 FM. My breath right quick He ain't never seen it in a dress like this uh, He ain't never even been impressed like this Probably why I got him quiet on the set like zip Like it, love it, need it, bad Take it, on it, steal it, fast The boys start playing, grab my ass Why you have to shut Shut it, save it, keep it pushing Why you beating round the bush And knowing you want all this woman And I get them, you Featuring Nicki Minaj back with my special guest, the one and only, the very lovely KJ Rose, Grammy Award winning artist, development performance expert. Now, a lot of people wondering, um, you know, what that is, and she defined what that is. We're going to go back, though, um, 
grew up in the grew up on the south side of Chicago um, and attended yeah. Florida A and M University, graduating with yeah. a degree in business administration. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go back. Let's go back there because at that point, did you know that this journey that you're on now, at that you know, with achieving your degree, uh, which you know that's that's an honor to to do that too. Um, at that point, did you did you have this vision right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> I did not. I mean, this <laughs> because you know, growing up in Chicago, like you people are saying it, okay? You right. ain't just around here like tink tinking. So, um, you know, I always had this stage fight. So even though I sang in the choir at church, I sang in the Soul Children of Chicago. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You you had stage fright because your, yes. your energy, I'm saying your energy is strong now. You know what I'm saying? Your personality is just like so gra- you could you just gravitate to it. So now hearing that you had stage fright, yep. I gotta hear this right here. I'm sorry to cut you out, but that so, just kind of got me. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's an interesting dichotomy, right? Because I was a, a dancer, I was on the pom pom squat, the chilling squat. So I was very much an extrovert, outgoing. Right. But my heart would drop through my chest whenever I had to speak by myself um, in an order situation or sing by myself any solo singing like if, if the choir director looked my way like I am like terrified and so I would still do it but I would look like my defense mechanism was to look like I did not care okay so that was one of the biggest arguments with my mama she was like you up in church you're singing for the Lord acting like you don't want to sing and I was happy on the inside but I was scared too so let's cut to you know I played Delta Sigma Theta at school and um and they were like hey we got this event coming up we we need a singer and I was like great let me get them for you and they were like nope we talked about two and I was like is that so and so they initially would push me into these things right you ain't backing down from the big sister you like got it um and so it wasn't until I would say I was introduced to John Platt and during the time it was um at my uh line sister's uh graduation party he attended and he was an executive at EMI at the time, and now he's the chairman and CEO of Sony ATV. Um, but he was at the party, they said, you need to sing for him. And I was like, I ain't no clown, I'll just be up here singing. But that was my, you know, way of like backing out of it without being put on the spot. Like I hated being put on the spot. Right. Um, but I knew that I had to push through that. And so he was like, well, you know, I'm on a flight tomorrow. And then I just started singing. I was like, you take whatever talk I say, you know. And so he immediately put me with management in New York because I was moving to New York to work at nine to five. So by day, I was at Pfizer Pharmaceuticals in corporate conversation. By night, I was somewhere either in a studio with the Carl Thomas where, you know, we're in sessions or I'm at an open mic. Um, Chaz and Wilson's in New York. You know, I remember one time being so scared I wanted to get through the song so quickly that I almost not puff over. Um, and so it was just like, you know, so I was trying to take every... Um, uh, just kind of like opportunity to to push through this adverse reaction that my body was having right. to singing, whether you know it was you know getting in the studio or just the repetition that I knew would be required. And so what I understood is that the more I could put under my um, under my belt and get into my two kits of victorious performances, you know, references where I see myself completing it and winning. Then by the time you get to the stage, you've actually got something to pull from. Mm. And so then I just threw myself in the probably biggest, um, you know, trepidation driven um, event ever, which was the Apollo. And so I was like, if you're going to do this, girl, it was like I was my own hype coach. It was like, (laughs) you know, my body said one thing, my mind said the other. And I was like, I got to do the Apollo. Mm -hmm. And so I remember like the first time I sang Anita Baker's song. I think I sang like Been So Long and I won. 
And then the second time, they brought brought back all the um, all stars. And so, um, you know, there are a few people that almost got booed off, but right. they didn't. And so they got kind of like the obligatory applause. And then I was in seventh position, and the girl was in the eighth position. Another girl was in the eighth, a singer who was really good. And when they got to me, because Bowlegged Move from Full Force oh was the host. God. Yes. And when they got to me, every all her people booed me. Her busload of people booed me. Oh my god! Like resounding, like Bruh! right, right. And right. I was just like, in that moment, uh, full um, uh, what's his name? Bowlegged um, Move came turned back to me and said, um, "This is entertainment. Don't you ever stop pursuing your goals." But so imagine like my my eyes are like starting to to well and then my body I almost think I want to faint but I got to smile and still be happy for her right. and so in that moment I had to decide for myself who is who is going to be that that um that deciding factor that metric what are you using to decide if you should move forward are you going to use these booths to do so or are you going to move forward because you understand that these people don't understand your potential. Mm. So why would they be um, able to dictate what your future looks like? You know, this has made you stronger. Lupa got booed. Laura got booed. Right, Keep right, it moving. Right, right. And so, you know, during that time, so I ended up um, meeting Kelly Price in the studio. Um, we met through a friend, Eric Payton, who was managing Avon at the time. And I... Um, I never sang for Kelly. We just bonded. Really? And that following week, her and her husband called me and said, do you want to go on tour with Puffy? Wow. <laughs> and so... Now, 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 now we, you know, you, you, you're giving us a lot now. You, you know what I'm saying? You, you're, blessing my, you're blessing my listeners right now. Um, you know... Okay. And, and, and you're, you're, you're saying, you know, you're just throwing some names out there, you know, these mm-hmm. are these, these are some heavy names here now, and mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm, I, gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta ask you though, you know, and, and and you're doing it so humbly, you know what I mean? I must say, but you know, to <laughs> to, to to people and to the ears, you know what I mean? Like it's it, it it's it's mm-hmm. mind blowing. Um, mm-hmm. how, how with coming in contact with um and being um in the realm of 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 all these different um talented people um with these you know these amazing names that 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 you're putting out there um mm-hmm. how how did you make the adjustment um to to that to being around people with that type of um uh stardom you know what i mean was mm-hmm. it just a mm-hmm. natural mm-hmm. thing for you or did you yourself have to make adjustments like oh wow that's um such and such um yeah, you know what I mean? Like, can, can, yeah. we, can we talk about that a little bit? Because, I mean, you've been around some amazing yeah. people. Thank you. I mean, it's been, you know, a real blessing. Um, I would say my very first professional um, credit came from Heavy D. Heavy D, And wow. so, Heavy D. And, you know, what I tell people most is that showing up is half the battle. You can do more by showing up than you can with having talent and staying at home. <laughs> and so, right, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, so they absolutely. called me at like 1130. I lived in Brooklyn. They were like, can you come to the studio? But they didn't tell me who it was, mm. which was another kind of um, insightful gym for me, which is just keep saying yes. Right. Because what appears small to you, you have no idea how God wants to use or, or can use that. So I didn't, they didn't tell me who was in the studio. They just said, Tony Dolphat needs a vocalist. So I get there and Heavy's in the in the booth. And so I did have to take a moment to like gather myself. Right. And um, and I wondered like if I could have had just some sort of video on me to just, <laughs> look, you know, uh, look, like I wonder what it is. That's Heavy D. I need, I need to capture some yes. of footage right here. Yes, Man. exactly. So, and, and I would say after that, um, you know, Britney Spears, like, I think it was so like, whoa, this see, see is a I'm huge saying, tour. See what I'm saying, KJ, like, you, you, you tripping now. Nah, nah, I'm serious now. You, you you really throwing these names out here. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, now we finna get blessed with the Britney Spears story. Come on, let's, let's, let's go. Go well, ahead. You bless them. You know, Britney Spears, she was, um, you know, to me, she was younger than me. So 
it wasn't like I actually came up listening to her. I respected, right. you know, her journey and the, the amount of um, uh, notoriety and fame that she had. But I didn't I didn't grow up listening to her. Um, and so um, but when I got into the camp and you see this machine behind her, like mm. you can't help but to just be in awe of how it all works. Right. But again, just to be clear, it wasn't my talent that initially opened the door. You know, I had um, been calling a friend of mine who worked at Jive Records, which was Britney's label. Um, and just because I figured I was going to pounce on him as much as I could to figure out how I could get on tour with her. Right. And um, and he was really busy. I mean, he always wanted to help, but he was super busy. And so maybe over the course of like two weeks where I was um, just trying to get some information from them, um, it was just a little bit tough. And each time I would call, I would always have to go through his assistant, which I always spoke to. Right. Um, always very just like gracious. However, I had never just sat and focused on the assistant. Hey, Aaron, how you doing? Yeah, How's your day today? Yeah. You know, da 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 da. And the day I did, and he said, "What you been up to?" I said, "I keep trying to get to Jeff so I can get to Brittany." <laughs> and he said, "My friend is a tour manager." Oh wow! So I can send your stuff over there, you know. And yeah. so it's like we always look for the people with the titles. Yeah. But you can't dismiss. Don't dismiss nobody because you know. There is somebody that could be the person assigned to getting you closer to your dream, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what and I feel like. He said, yeah, yeah. So he sent it to the tour manager, the tour manager to the music director, and I still ended up missing the audition because I was in Chicago. But when I got back to New York, I was like, it's on. Right. I called, I said, did you find what you were looking for? He was like, nope, we're still auditioning. Now we're in Miami. Then we go to you know, Texas or wherever. And I was like, bet. I was like, the, the thing is still available. I was like, that slot, that slot is mine. So every couple of days I called him like, hey, did you find what you were looking for? He'd be like, we're still auditioning. Talk to you later. Then I called the next day say, I'm about to get on the train. I'm about to get on the subway. I was making sure you were not about to call me because then I wouldn't get it. Right. He said, I was not about to call you. I said, fine, that's fine. And then I kept doing it. And finally... Maybe after a month or so, he called me and he said, I've never given anybody a job like this over the phone, but it is yours if you want it, which is when I learned that your talent will sustain you. But you better figure out, you better figure out what else you got until people see the talent. Mm. For me, I knew very on it was my ability to be relentless and persistent and so you might outsee me but you ain't gonna outwork me absolutely and so that's that's what i carry with me you know through that whole thing and and at one point um so so getting back to your question the probably the only person that i could barely um talk or or move or just complete shock was janet jackson Janet Jackson. Right? Because, you know, imagine you learning the choreography for Pleasure Principle, teaching it to your pop-up squad, and now standing in the studio while she's rehearsing it with her dancers, and I got to sing background. Wow. It was like an out-of-body experience, for sure. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And then, you know, um, I I just, you know, I'm just like really, really blowed away and and really thankful um, just to be able to connect with you. I mean, you know, working with people like Clive Davis, uh, perform with Pete Diddy, Carl Thomas, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, and Janet Jackson, just to name a few. Um, You know, it's just, I just think that it's uh, it's just it's just super super amazing, you know. And and then to um, to 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 put to put a book together. Um, I, I would like to talk about about the book. Um, what yeah. what what inspired the book? Right. Um. So the inspiration behind the book came from me um doing workshops overseas and even here in the States, but I had gone to Australia and um, Ireland and London and conducted workshops. And it just felt um, a bit unnatural to, 
to basically say to them, all right, see y'all the next time. Because mm. I don't know when that was going to be. Right, right. And so it was like, how can I effectively um, work in this space and trust that the information was penetrated in a way that they could actually apply it to their careers? And, you know, if I can't come back three and four times. Right. And so I felt like God was like, well, you're going to have to do a book. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. That ain't really my thing. Right. Um, and so he whispered it for a minute. And, and, you know, it took me about two years before um, I even, you know, believed enough for me to put the book out. But um, initially I was like, I was trying to negotiate with God. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to give you a guide. You know, a guide is more palatable than a book. Right. A book means that I'm trying to be an author. Mm-hmm. A guide merely means that I have written as a coach a little something for you to take with you. <laughs> and yeah, it just yeah, felt less, yeah. you know, like I was judging myself. Like I was like, at the end of the day, like this is new territory. Um, how do you embark and move through the discomfort when God is trying to push you into a new season? And the way he's worked with me is he's made my last season uncomfortable enough to stay in. And so um, finally I got to a point where I just started writing a little bit a day. Mm. And I think, you know, what happens is we are scared of the process that comes along with doing something new. You know, it's easy to say I could have just stayed as a coach and and performer. And that was great because I knew that world. Um, But it is the fear of being judged for embarking on something new that I had to get over. And I was just like, I'm known for this. I'm not known for that. Right. 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 Um, and, but God was saying, I've assigned you to that. So get over what you think you're known for. Mm-hmm. And so I just started writing a little bit a day and, um, and actually created like my own printed and spiraled notebook because I needed to visualize this thing before it was in the form of um, a physical book. I started creating my own physical books before then because I just needed to take the leap mentally. It didn't matter what anybody else thought. Mm. Um, it couldn't get real to me until I could hold something. Right. Because then I'm like, okay, you're halfway there. So keep pushing in this. And, you know, it was that, it was um, God reminding me that it's bigger than me and that he gives us these goals and these dreams, not for ourselves, but to be a blessing to somebody else. And you will disrupt the cycle if you reject, you know, the thing he's telling you to do. And so I kept saying it's bigger than me, it's bigger than me. Um, I had, I had spoken um, at my, um, one of my mentors had an acting studio and I had all these clients and, and all these students. And, um, I had taught initially six weeks, six different classes when initially I was like, that's not my thing. Right. And before I knew it, I had become more enriched. Um, it had become clearer on what my, um, messaging would be um, because I think also a lot of times we're like, is this new information? Are people going to be like, we don't need another book. What's different about your book? And then God said, this is the book I told you to do. <laughs> right. So whatever that thing is, I don't care if a million people have done it. Nobody has done it the way you are going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I had to keep putting that in my in my system and, and funneling that through um, and just taking the big capital P off a of process and, and understanding that process is just starting. And even if you just did a little something today and a little something the next day and so forth, you will complete that thing. And our job is not to figure out what the end result will be and how it will be received. But our job is to honor the work and complete the task. So once I understood those were the only instructions, complete the task, I had to trust that no, that it would land safely and God would take care of the rest. And he's been taking care of the rest. Amen. You know, um, 
I just I, I just love hearing you talk because I'm getting so much out of it. Um, just hearing the story, and I thought that that was very important um, mm-hmm. to, to share that. You know, um, with you know, because it, it's it's we 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 know that we know the stuff that 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 you know and the accomplishment the artists that you know, like I said, that they have accomplished. But I just wanted people to know you, and um, Amen. because like I say. Though you, you you're not one of those type of people that that that's standing in the light like that, you know, and and right. um, but this is this is a lot of information and uh, very very shocking, um, to to know that a lot of people probably don't even know that um, these these type of jobs are even um in the entertainment business. You know, because you right. you only see the artists and you see the greatness in what they're doing and you see the awards and you're seeing all of this stuff, but not really the people. It's, it's a lot of different resources behind the scenes um, to to complete this um, final visual of what we see. And you're one right, of, and, right. you're, and you're one of those people. I got to ask you to with um, being. Um, in the entertainment business for quite some time and being around the business for a while, um, I'm pretty sure you have seen some things um, as 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 a woman. How difficult was it um, as a woman um, being uh, around the entertainment business and being in the entertainment business, um, just just being guarded and protected um, in that space? How was that like for you? You know what? I, I'm grateful that um, I have always had really good encounters um, as a woman in a male-dominated industry. Right. Um, you know, and I, I wonder if it was, you know, because I was like truly myself. So when I went to the studio with Heavy D, and I was so young and green, so I was not trying to get on in any other way besides my voice. Right. Right. Like I didn't, I didn't know how to navigate that world any other way. I was like, it's, and I, I made a a very clear um, commitment that that would be the only way I would make it. You know, and so you know, it's like I've seen like where it didn't work out that way or it wasn't that simple and I don't, you know, knock them or whoever I had to go whatever route that was best suited for them. Right. But, you know, like when I look at like even singing in the studio with with Big, I literally was leaving my job at Pfizer to take the, the show across town to get to Daddy's house in my suit and stockings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was like <laughs> They looked at me like, oh, this cute little young one, you know, yeah. or, um, you know, or there have been encounters, you know, guys will, will try you, but it's like, if you just do the work, they want the work more than they want anything else, right? you know, and, and they'll call you for that. And there have been times that, you know, I've had an artist just to kind of like, not disrespectfully, but just as a man that seems to be attracted to a woman. Right. That's kind of like, you know, what's going on with you? Mm. And I, I remember, I can't say the artist, but I remember saying to them, you know, well, the only way I'm going to go somewhere with you is if we plan. <laughs> Are we playing? <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, my God. So what was that reaction like? <laughs> he just looked at me. I said, why don't we just pray right now? And from that point on, we were like brother and sister, okay? Right. right. And he laughed. You know, I think he was tickled because it was, you know, it's number one. I thank God for the discernment, right? Right. For um, being able to maneuver uh, and and identify when someone is just being, you know, like super friendly Uh versus someone that doesn't mean any harm, you know, or someone that's just out of pocket. Now, out of pocket, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want it that bad. So I think we just got to figure out how bad you want it and the minute that you believe that it's this person that's going to make or break you, besides God being the one that's still navigating and pushing you through this, then, you know, that's how you make 
sound decisions and, and choices. And um, so for me, it was like, I want it, but I don't want it that bad. Right, right. You know? So um, I think, you know, and then being on tour with guys, it's like I watched them every day, you know, and, and how women just wanted to be with them. So it was right. like, I guess after a while, they were like, well, we ain't got the bad car. We can just wait till we get to whatever city. We'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. you know, but I, I enjoyed them and they always treated me, you know, especially on like the pump tour, like, on, you know, they treated me. Um, like a sister and, and I would be like no I have a boyfriend right. and I'll never forget like when we got to Chicago and my boyfriend at the time was dropping me back off at the bus they all like ran to the back of the bus like who is who is it that she is denying us for and it was right. just so funny but it was like you know, those were like my my brothers and my protectors, and so it was just a great experience. So I'm I'm thankful for that. Yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm thankful for it um, as well. With you know my encounter, I'm just What's like up, it's 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 really just a blessing. Um, let's, you know, let's, let's give some shout outs, um, to, um, you know, people that you got love for your staff crew, um, you know, mm-hmm. give them some shout outs, family, let's shout them out. Yes. Okay. I'm going to start from grammar school. I just like to give a shout out to all my teachers that said, baby, you got something. Keep <laughs> going. I want to give a shout out to Walter Whitman from the Soul Children of Chicago, um, you know, a lot of times people's yeses to you um, is, is what opens you up to be able to give yourself permission to use your gifts, yeah. which is why I try to continue to pay that forward and say yes to other people. Um, and my choir at Trinity United Church of Christ, um, a shout out to all my Whitney Young Dolphins, my HF Vikings, my um, Sam U Rattlers, um, Delta's. Um, around the world, um, my family that has always been there to push me, my brother Jack, who believed in the moments where my own belief was wavering. And and shout out to all the Chicago producers, you know, No ID, Extreme, Andy C, um, the artist Sean Lett, um, and just all my brothers, you know, there that really helped to um, kind of provide this head of protection and encouragement for me. Um, and so that was just a really good, cause I didn't, I didn't build my career initially in Chicago. Like, okay, that's not a true statement. I didn't know I was building my career. Um, when I was singing in the choirs, I didn't start pursuing a career in music until I got to New York. Right. But then, you know, all the radio stations in Chicago, um, had, they had just really embraced me and I just got a shout them out as well and and um and all the artists that have trusted me with their gifts i'm not gonna name any because you know who you are and i don't want to yeah, get in trouble exactly not missing anybody <laughs> and i want to shout out to you kano oh, because well, thank you you have been i thank you you're very informed and you know in terms of um what i do and 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 my journey and i appreciate you taking the time to acknowledge um, you know, my my role uh, as this engine, as this behind the scenes, this person working tirelessly to make right. sure that every artist I work with understands their force every time they walk, walk out on the stage. Like, that is my job. So thank you for um, highlighting that. And so uh, to D103 in Chicago and to um, WGCI, just my song that they played all the time was Big Daddy. That was the song I was on, Big Daddy. Um, and they played it. It was like, even now, my boy, shout out to the DJs in Chicago. Let me just say that, you know, that right. always played Mark Fuller Flavor, Terry Hunter, Vince Adams. Um, I should probably stop before I forget some people. But those are the guys <laughs> that are Wayne Williams, you know, that would always make sure that whenever I stepped into the club, they were playing the song. Right. And then it got to a point where I was like, yo, 
None of these kids know this song. We're going to have to get you some new music to play, okay? <laughs> this could no longer be my intro song. So, yeah, it was um, it was because of, of them, their love for me, that that kept me going and, and pushing to the next level. Um, because I, I what I realized was that God used my artistry um, as the talent that would get me to my assignment, which is the coach. Right, right. That is a blessing yeah. right there. I want to, uh, let's go on and put them social platforms out there in ways that people can plug, yes. ways that people can get the book and, and any other any other thing that you need to plug in. Let's go on and get them plugs in. Yeah. Okay, so thank you everybody for listening. I have written a book called The Rose Effect, Eight Steps to Delivering the Performance of Your Life. The aim is for you to go into it, dive into it head first and uncover the layers of vulnerability that lie there um, that have been obstructing you from being able to truly be everything God created you to be. It is to reconcile, resolve your internal narrative so that your external expression I don't care whether that is you in the boardroom, you at the turntable, you in the nursing home, you on the bus. This is for anybody that is not completely occupying their space, is unaware of their force. You are an artist. And that means that wherever you stand, that is your stage. And I need you to maximize that. So you can find this book at Amazon, both the Kindle version and the paperback. Um, audio will come soon. I'm working on that. Um, and you can uh, stay in contact with me at Instagram, um, which is KJ Rose Effect, which is also my Twitter. My Facebook and LinkedIn is Kiana. KJ Rose Henson and my TikTok. I am now a TikTok partner um, where I am doing motivational videos um, about five times a week. Right. And they, they have a new creative learning fund um, in which they have um, uh, really just reached out to small businesses um, under three different verticals and mine falls in the motivation advice category. So that is Rose Effect 20. And you can find me there. Wow. All right. Uh, hey, look, I just I don't even want to go, but you know I could talk to you. <laughs> Seriously, it's just it's it's such it's, it's such a pleasure. It really, really is. Um, I just thank I want, you. Before we before we get out of here, um, you know, and you've been dropping jewels the whole time, and 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 that's what I really enjoy about the conversation with you. Um, you know, it's a lot going on out here in the world, and. Um, you know, for anybody that may be feeling down or, or um, you know, maybe having a rough time right now, whether it be um, from an artist perspective or just real life, uh, dealing with life um, perspective right now, because there's a lot to cope with right now. And, um, you know, mm -hmm. strong spiritually, because it's a spiritual battle that we're in right now. If you're not strong, um, you know, some people just need to hear some words of encouragement um, from people who may be strong in that area. Could you could you drop some more gems um, on anybody that may be down in spirit right now? Um, just some more yeah. uplift. Yeah. Well, I just want to encourage anyone that is feeling inadequate um, or feeling as if their gift or their purpose doesn't matter or you're unsure of your purpose, I just want you to know that you are relevant today. I want you to know that you have already been qualified today. Nobody else can do that for you. You have to know that you were born with a very specific gift and contribution that nobody can give but you. And we are made in his likeness and his image. There is nothing about us that is average or mediocre. And I want you to take that. And even if that means that that's the first step that you make is just believing that you were put here for a reason. 
you don't even have to know what that is yet, but I need you to know that nobody else can contribute what you were put here Amen. to give. Put You were put here to deliver something. And, and your force can be joy. Your force can be kindness. Your force doesn't have to be, you know, playing the flute or dancing or singing. Your force can be compassion. That can get you closer to the thing that you're supposed to be doing. Um, and so I would say, in this day, if you could take your force and serve somebody else, it will bring you an unspeakable joy um, that will lift you in ways that will only cause you to just do it again and again and again. Amen. 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 We are wishing you more blessings and more success with everything that you're doing. I, um, we, we love you, and, and we are... I love you too, Colonel. Thank you. Seriously, like, um, you got to come back on here again and again and again. You are yes, you have yes. family ties. Boom, done. Where are you located? Um, I'm in I'm in Louisiana. I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm I'm definitely going to call you um, when we get off the air um, to chop it up and get really get connected because um, I want to get uh, get your book and everything. I want to get that up on the station website with the hyperlinks and everything so people can uh, get connected and we can promote that and get that out there. I feel like it's necessary. Okay, sounds good. Okay. So you definitely coming back on here. You already know that already. We're going to get you back on here. And again, I just want to thank you again for me and my team uh, for this amazing opportunity just to, to spend thank time. Thank you. And thank you, Michelle, as well. Absolutely. For let's putting it start. together. And uh, let's start. I appreciate you guys. And I will see you again. Absolutely. Well, I guess not see you. I will hear you again. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the Vibe Show 97.9 with my special. Special guest, the queen, the one and only, KJ Rose. We are out. Time is in the spirit, and I know you want to feel it. We got ten toes on the ceiling. We vibed out, and we feeling the energy so appealing. And ain't no more acting timid. We all just feeling good. Nothing misunderstood. It's a nice day in the hood. Vibe it if you want to know what I've been. Deal with stress. I meditate in silence. Stay out the way, and I survived the vibe.